Welcome to the Plant Grow Reap podcast. Welcome to Plant Grow Reap. I'm Chelsea. I'm here with Laura today. We're the marketing team at Aintree Group. We just wanted to talk about some of the key topical issues around social media, both our experience as people working in the marketing industry, but also for those who use social media personally and for their business, just the important issues to be across maintaining people's privacy, the rise and fall of different platforms, how that has changed in the past and continues to change. And the best way to start is probably our experience personally as people who studied professional communication and marketing and coming into the marketing industry sort of during the rise of social media. Um, So I did a professional communication degree at RMIT and it's actually really interesting. I graduated in 2016 and social media was not a huge part of my degree, funnily enough, even though social media was definitely well and truly around at that time. Um, how about you, Laura? I know you graduated a little bit later than I did, but not really that much. What was your experience like with covering off social media in your degree? Yeah, it's kind of funny because I was actually going to do the same course as you, but I didn't want to do the journalism side. So I decided to do public relations. Yep. And we did about, we probably only did a few weeks of social media, but again, that was in PR. So at least I included it in the course and I found out that I love social media through those few weeks as well. That's actually, yeah, really interesting. So you graduated 2021. 2021, yeah. So social media was definitely a huge part of the marketing landscape. I find it really interesting that universities potentially were struggling to catch up and include social media in those kinds of degrees. I know you said it was a PR degree, but social media is a huge part of how businesses communicate with the public and managing that public relationship. It's a really important a really important thing. Um, you said you found your love for social media through, through your degree if it was only a couple of weeks that's that's really a big deal um what sort of things did you guys do that made you so interested in pursuing it further yeah I think it was mostly because I did PR just to be a bit more general with a course I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do and then we did a bit of social media I loved the content creation side it varied a lot there's a lot to do in social media so that's what I loved about it yeah I think it was good I did most of my course during COVID and I uh, think okay. it was it what was, was that like it was pretty interesting we didn't really go to uni at all but um yeah it was good to see how social media changed during that time and I'm sure the course has changed since then to kind of include things about COVID as well yeah I think that would have been a wild time to be a uni student or a student at all I know that I was very grateful to be properly into my working life at that point and not having to juggle studies and exams and group projects. They were hard enough in person, (laughs) let alone completely online. Um, But, you know, I'm obviously very glad that you found your love for social media and found your way to Aintree Group because um, you've been an incredible help being part of the team and all the wonderful things that you do. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you find learning about social media because you didn't really do it in your course and you kind of started at Aintree Group and had to get into it then? I think a lot of it came from my personal use with social media, um, which I think is the case for a lot of people. And I think 
probably more broadly, the marketing industry in general is changing so quickly and so often that the moment you graduate and finish your degree, ultimately a lot of what you learn isn't necessarily going to be directly relevant anymore. You'll learn skills that you can adapt and apply to different platforms and different uses, but it's an ever-changing landscape. Even I've been at Aintree Group for nearly seven years. In those seven years, the landscape of marketing in general in definitely social media has changed considerably then. So when I first started at Aintree Group, the primary platforms were obviously Facebook and Instagram. Pinterest was still floating around, but definitely wasn't super relevant to what we did. And I think that's a pretty important talking point as well in terms of people who are interested in looking at social media from a business standpoint. You've really got to look at what works for your industry. Um, At Aintree Group, we're an integrated professional services business. There's not a whole lot of visual element to what we do. And that does make it really hard. And I know some people look at Aintree Group and go, well, why do you have social media? There's no pretty food displays or like a physical product, even things like building and construction. You can show before and after shots. We don't have that physical representation in accounting, legal, financial planning. Um, And my response is usually just, it's the same with any marketing, you've got to go where your audience is. And audiences are on social media across the board. And it's the type of platform and who is on which platform and how they engage with that content is constantly changing. But it's important to be there and have a presence there because how people use social media is definitely changing. I know I want to talk more on this later and how different people engage with it. But for instance, I know that younger people now they don't use Google to look things up anymore. They use TikTok. Yes. um, Which is wild. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it's wild. And it's good to know because um, business owners need to realize that yes, uh, Google ranking still very important. SEO definitely still important, but your younger generation, of customers currently growing up and starting to explore their options um, in your industry, they're looking for you in a different place. They're looking for you on TikTok. Um, So to go back to what you did ask, um, a lot of what I did with social media coming into this role was what I knew personally, how I engaged with social media. It was yeah, predominantly Facebook. I hadn't obviously run any ads or anything like that before, but um, the the platforms themselves are constantly changing too. The way that Facebook looked when I first started at Aintree Group and definitely the way it looked when I first got it at yep, 14 yep. <laughs> is totally different um, when I first started on social media as a teenager um, and we're not super far apart in age, but there's enough of a gap that probably our experiences were very different growing up. So I didn't have any kind of social media until I was definitely a teenager yeah and then it was things like myspace and tumblr that <laughs> don't really exist yes i was not on that so <laughs> no they they exist but not in the same way um i didn't get facebook until yeah i was 14 15 same with instagram and there were no ads it was all just that- personal content it was just you and your friends a different platform to interact on you would put really grainy photos of you know your garden or your converse or something like yes. that um so it is wild to me that this thing that di- basically didn't exist when i was growing up is now a huge part of my job um how about you cuz there is a little bit of an age gap you're definitely more Gen, Gen Z, I'm more millennial. Yes. Um, did you have more exposure to social media growing up? Yeah, we definitely did. We Do you remember having Kick? 
I don't no idea what that is. So we probably started kicking like, yeah, probably year five, six. Oh, wow. A lot of people had Facebook pretty young as well. Instagram pretty young, even though the age restriction was (laughs) probably teenager age. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was pretty interesting growing up with it. And I guess now I have a lot of experience in it and I enjoy using it because it's been in my life for a long time as well. Yeah, so it's a natural part of your everyday life. Yeah, I I can't go a day without it. So, but I think it would be pretty funny if you were in social media and you didn't use it yourself. So, yeah, <laughs> that was- well, that's true. I think for for people who maybe do want to use it for their business, it definitely helps to have someone who's familiar with the platforms and how people engage on those platforms because they're. There's different uses and different audiences across those. Obviously, TikTok tends to be a younger audience. Facebook is a bit older um, and the data will vary based on your industry and that sort of thing as well. Um, In terms of having a job in social media, what has been your experience with um, people responding to that, particularly older generations that you work predominantly in an area that they potentially don't understand or aren't super familiar with? Yeah, it's always interesting telling someone that's in the older generation what you do and even my nonna, like, she doesn't even know what I do because I can't explain it to her. It's just too hard. She doesn't really know what a social media platform is. So it's very hard for me to explain it to her. And I think it's really important for us as well because our audience is the older generation as well. So we have to keep that in mind when we do our posts and our content. Yeah, I think predominantly we we do have the most engagement on Facebook in particular. I think there is more representation of our primary demographic on there. Um, But it's also really interesting because people don't necessarily, they may have Facebook, but they might not use it um, to engage with businesses. And I know that's a big problem is uh, Facebook and Instagram in particular, but all social media platforms. It's so saturated. Um, Back in the day, when I started using social media, your newsfeed was just your friend's content. That was it. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I actually saw a post from someone I knew on Facebook. It is all ads. It is all businesses. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very saturated. It's very loud out there. Um, You've got to be really specific with how you're targeting the people that you want to target because there's a lot of noise out there. It's hard to cut through. There's also the problem is, as with any marketing communication, this happened with email, it's happened in all sorts. People will um, use it to promote scams, dodgy products, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. The, The good thing about social media is anyone can sign up and anyone can use it. The bad part is anyone can sign up and anyone can use it and slap a logo on there and make it look more legitimate than it actually is. I know that's something that everyone is becoming increasingly aware of and it, it's becoming harder to yeah get your message through and show people that what you do is legitimate and it's high quality yeah. and um, communicate the value of what you do um, in a really noisy, crowded space. And it's very hard for us as an accounting wealth and legal firm to yeah. kind of stay stand out against that saturation yeah. because our you know our our service isn't the most fun thing it's yeah. it's a necessity but it's not the most fun thing so it's hard to stand out against other products and other brands like bigger brands that are doing fun things and posting food and posting you know really fun stuff yeah that that's true and that's the thing tax is boring I mean we can say that we work for a, a professional services yes. firm but we are not accountants we're all the fun stuff all the fun side but it is true that it can be really tricky to turn what is a really important message um, and what we really need to clearly communicate but make it palatable in a social media space which is all about how things look um, and 
you know, there's not necessarily a really um, fun, sexy way of presenting accounting or your tax return or something like that. So you've got to get really creative with it, which I guess makes it a little bit more fun, which is good. And I think we could thank Andrea, our principal of Aintra Group, because she made Aintra Group start social media where not a lot of brands and businesses were on social media and we're still one of like the only really accounting firms legal wealth firms that are on social media yeah and doing as much as we are a hundred percent and that's been a a really interesting part of entry group being such a huge um part of my early career so i cannot even count the amount of times that i've been to accounting roadshows and professional networking events people just automatically go oh so are you a bookkeeper or an accountant and they nearly fall on the floor when i say oh i'm the marketing communications manager and they go how big is your firm and they expect you to say like hundreds of people and no there's you know 40 of us um but we take this really seriously because it is actually important to get have a really clear brand and a really clear message and get that out there um and more accounting firms are getting on board slowly but we were definitely one of the early adopters for things like social media for sure yeah um and I think that leads nicely into people's expectations of what you can achieve on social media I know one of my earlier roles was a social media coordinator for um a a trading association for a shopping strip yeah um and I came on board freshly out of uni and basically their entire reason for hiring me was they wanted to go viral that was it that was the brief they wanted to go viral there was no strategy there was no target audience they just oh have we gone viral yet like, can we Which go? Is not as easy as it, it seems. is not as easy as it looks, and that's the thing. It was pre TikTok as well, so they wanted me to go viral on YouTube or Facebook, which or is even harder. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. So I think um, it's really hard to communicate with people and manage their expectations around what you can actually achieve on social media. Um, how has that been for you in terms of? professionally I know sometimes I don't understand things particularly with TikTok because that's newer to me um have I ever sort of thrown you thrown you a a project and you've gone I'm really not sure whether this is actually something we can achieve on social media or what's that been like I think we, we always try our best to achieve it just because you know if you put your mind to it you can do it but yeah I think TikTok's definitely easier to go viral but it's definitely not easy you know, there's different ways that you can try to go viral. You can post consistently, you can post engaging and shareable content, you can use trends, but that really didn't come about until TikTok really. Like Instagram you can, but TikTok is a lot easier. I know some people will just, they'll just be a random person posting a random dancing video, random talking video, and they'll just get millions of views. And it's like, you know, people think, how do they do it? And, you know, it's... It seems yeah. to be partly luck as well. You're going to be in the right it place is a at bit, the right yes. time. Yeah. And that's true. I know I've... Um, learned with TikTok in particular, um, it's not really the platform where you post about what you do as a business. No one's going to watch your video <laughs> yeah, about, oh, these are, these are the ways we can help you. These are the services you can provide. It's the silly ones like, you know, the girl math one that we, we just posted the other day. Um, that's done really well. Um, it is probably more related to what we do than some of the other content we've posted, yep. but you've got to be very flexible about um, what you're putting out on each platform and tailoring it per platform. So TikTok 
isn't for spruiking your services. It's for having a bit of fun, showing the personality behind the business. Something like Facebook, you can link to more informative um, articles and, yep. and calls to action and things like that. But you've got to be a little bit flexible and not necessarily post exactly the same thing on every single platform. Um, yeah, and that goes into a, yeah adapting to new platforms, adapting yes. to platforms that may not be here, you know, soon, like Twitter or X. Yes. We're we're kind of figuring that out at the moment if we still use it or, you know, if we have to pay for it, all that sort of stuff, if we'll be pushed on the feed and all that. Yeah, that's, that's actually a really interesting talking point social media they the rise and fall of the platforms basically we talked before about how you know myspace and tumblr they were my original social media platforms they're they're gone in the wind now um and we've seen particularly in the last 12 months or so with x or twitter that that is fallen considerably. I know early in my uni days, it was the be all and end all of um, where you needed to be to be up to date with everything. And now it's really, I don't want to say crashing and burning, but it's having some challenges. And with the rise of things, even adopting things like threads, um, which is basically Instagram's response to Twitter. Yeah. It can be really tricky to determine what's worth investing your time and energy in versus you know, do we just stick with the platforms that we're using? Do we need to introduce new platforms to to reach a wider audience? And Uh, I know we did discuss threads and we kind of came to the conclusion that because we had an older audience, a lot of them wouldn't have it. And I honestly haven't heard too much about it kind of since the first few weeks of it. Yeah, it seems like it sort of sparked and flamed out, which is very common with social media. Something will come in um, seem like it's going to be the next big thing. I think people thought that TikTok would do that more than it did. People thought, oh, it'll have its moment and it'll die out. And yeah. that's the, in that particular case, it, it's really blown up and it's become basically one of the major platforms and you've got to adapt accordingly and and sort of make a call on what's worth investing your time and, and energy into. Where do you think the Twitter threads uh, battle is going to end up do you think Twitter will will stay as as the main platform for that sort of short form content I'm not sure because I feel like people are going off Twitter for many reasons but yep. I think if yeah if Twitter changes even more then threads might become a bigger thing and might take over you never know yeah just because Instagram has a better reputation as well that's true and you know the metaverse of Facebook Instagram and everything that yep. comes with that as well I think um the more uh, resources they have behind them obviously they can make it more integrated and easier that makes it easier to use people are always going to lean towards that as well and everybody's already on Facebook and Instagram as well you know exactly. they're the most populated platforms exactly so it will be interested to see um it's hard to predict it's like the stock market but we'll we'll see yes. how we'll see how it goes interest but, rates as well <laughs> yeah exactly so we will uh we'll it's something you've got to keep an eye on, make a call. I know we've discussed um, when it was announced that Twitter could potentially introduce the paid subscription that you would have to pay to use the platform. We basically made a call that if if that's the road it went down, that we would probably stop using yeah. X um, just because it's not a platform that we get a lot of engagement on. So it's not worth that investment. And um, as a small business, you have to consider those things exactly. compared to bigger brands as well. Exactly. You want to, you do want to get the most bang for your buck. If, if a lot of your audience isn't engaging with you on that platform and it's not something you want to spend time and resources um, building a platform on, then sometimes it is better to cut and run. Um, But with any 
marketing, digital marketing space, social media platform, I think my biggest advice is always if you're going to use it, use it properly. There's nothing worse than logging onto you find a business's Facebook page and they haven't posted since 2015. Just close the page down. Don't leave it up there. It makes it look like you've gone out of business. Um, it's not a good look for your business. You look like you tried to to do something, which is good, but you look a little out of touch. People That's aren't very sure true. whether yeah. you're still operating. It can be, you know, the links potentially are out of date. The information's out of date. If you're not going to use something actively and properly and consistently just close the platform down that's a better call than just having a dormant social media page sitting there for for years with no activity on it um some of the other challenges with social media i think a popular one is obviously privacy that's a big topical issue in recent years with facebook but tiktok as well every social media platform what are some of your thoughts and experiences both personally and professionally with managing privacy and social media yeah i think my first thought goes to influencers just because i think they're kind of punished for not being relatable not being personal not showing themselves but then it can go the other way as well and maybe they don't want to show their whole life because you know how many people are watching them from different countries different places yeah i know kids is a big topical one at the moment there's a whole generation of kids that have grown up on social media um what is the impact of that both on them and their development and their sense of self but also the fact that you've got millions of people with access to what your child looks like your child's name you know that you hear really scary stories about um schools like people being approached at school because their parents have have posted photos of their kids on social media and that's a learning curve because yeah we're sort of that in that era of people are growing up with it for the first time it wasn't around when I was a kid so you know the, you've got to be able to learn and adapt and I think that's something that people need to be really cognizant of from a business standpoint as well because we have instances where business owners or people want to get content out there obviously the most relatable content is content that has people from your team in it yep. and and you know the more interesting content is about the people on your team and them personally and even things like birthdays and stuff like that not everyone is comfortable having that information shared publicly and you've got to be really aware of that and give people that option and not assume that people are comfortable posting about their personal lives their their face their name on social media and I think it's a really important thing if you're going to have a social media presence as a business, have a media consent form. When people come on board, um, give them a very safe space to be able to opt out of that. I know at Angel Group, if we're taking a photo for social media, we announce that it's for social media. We say, yeah. hey, you know, we've had a cool dress up day today. We'd love to take a photo of the group um, to put on social media if you would like to be in that let's all gather yeah. in in the foyer and take a photo together. It gives people that option to not take part without it being a huge deal and putting them in a position where they feel that they have to. And um, I think we've learned to do that really well. Obviously us being in social media, we're just like, oh, why wouldn't you want to be kind of thing? But we have to understand that not everybody wants to be on there. And I know it is good to get people. I'm always the annoying one trying to get people in TikToks <laughs> and photos. And I, I really appreciate it when they do say yes, but I, don't want to force them and I understand if they don't want to be on it as well exactly yeah and you know it uh, sometimes it's people that that don't have social media themselves and, and they don't really get what we're trying to do and that's that's totally fine um and it is it is really hard to to have that balance because as a business like we said 
tax isn't the most interesting thing. We want to be able to put personal content out there, but having that privacy is really important. And I know I've had sort of in the back of my mind on a much larger scale than us, but all of those uh, really personal stories that came out years ago on YouTube when BuzzFeed was at its peak. Um, You'll have to tell me more about that because I haven't heard too much about that. I've, I've seen that there was obviously BuzzFeed at one point had, I don't even know how many YouTube channels and a huge part of it was they were, they were sharing, um, really personal anecdotes from people on their team. And some of those people weren't in front of the camera normally. Um, there were producers, there were writers. And, uh, my understanding of the situation is basically people were getting thrown in front of the camera and, invited to talk about um potentially really traumatic things uh and buzzfeed profited off it and obviously since then some people have come out i know there was a bit of a mass exodus of people who left buzzfeed because they felt like their interests well the the business didn't have their best interest at heart yeah and they've come out since and said i really wish i didn't share that and you know there is that balance of oh well you shared your experience um, and now lots of people that saw that now know that they're not alone if they've also had that experience. But that person's very private story is now permanently online. You can't take that back and that is the thing. Once something is online, it's online. You can't take it back. You you can delete it but it's not actually deleted. Um, And in that case, I think it was a huge lesson in general around sharing personal content I know marketing is all about telling a story and relating to people, but there is a line that you've got to be aware of and just be aware that, you know, even if you are a smaller company like what we are, we may not always be that, you know, you can grow, you can gain a huge following. And then all of a sudden the person who volunteered to have their story shared when they made that decision, it was not to an audience of millions. It was to, you know, a couple of hundred people. And that makes a big difference. And I think that it's just, it's one of those things my mom always used to say, oh, the internet is forever. My mom doesn't know much about the internet (laughs) and social media, but that was something that she knew from day one. It is forever. You can take it down. You can delete it. It's forever. Don't share anything that you don't want everyone to yeah 100 yeah yeah so in terms of your experience growing up with social media I am interested to to know some of the differences because again we're not that far apart in age but I feel like that generational difference is apparent even between us um just in terms of what platforms you'll go to if you're looking up information like I said before do you go to Google or do you go to social media? I do go to Google, but I have done a TikTok search every now and then. But I do use probably Instagram and TikTok the most. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, Gen Z kind of get pulled into different trends and they just use whatever everyone else is using, which I've definitely done that as well. Yeah, I think it, it is interesting the way that we seek out information it is changing. Um I'm definitely a Google and then I follow up with social media okay, um, yeah, for further yeah. information. I think it depends on the type of information. The good thing about social media is it's it's instant. You can update it instantly. Um, if you if something changes last minute, you post an Instagram story. Yeah. You, you put up something on, on Twitter or on social media and it's that instant communication with your audience. Um, even if you've got in-house people working on your website and your Google My Business page like we do, 
there's still, you know, it, it can take a couple of hours for the results to go live. Yep. In the meantime, people don't have access to that information. I think society now, it's very instant, it's very now, and that, that's where social media comes in, that people are looking for that very instantaneous information. They want the most up-to-date, accurate data, and yep. they believe that something like TikTok is, is where they're going to get that. How Which do you I think f- we try to do well because we're very educational on social media, yeah. so I think we... Yeah, we've tried to do that and we try to educate our audience, you know, in real time and especially for the new cash rate every month. We, yeah, we although post, we it hasn't changed for a while, which yes. is good. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think how do you find sifting through – we talked about before social media being so saturated. How do you sift through all the information that's on there to find – what you want or find something that seems legitimate because I guess the problem is like we talked about before anyone can post how do you know what's legitimate or is it just that's just a byproduct that people end up with misinformation and that's just the way it's going to be yeah it is very hard to sift and sometimes you can't tell if it is legit it's just it's just the nature of it and I guess misinformation is a very big problem on social media now and I think a lot of people are um, going into it and yeah finding bad information that probably shouldn't be out there. And I think social media platforms should be doing more to kind of eradicate that. Yeah, shutting that down and and getting that. I know during uh, COVID-19, there was all the height of COVID-19 pandemic. Instagram in particular introduced that sort of warning label that came up anytime there were keywords in there that popped up. Do you think that's something that all social media platforms should be doing more of? Yeah, I think they should be. Even Facebook, I know, had that kind of thing on the top, the pop-up on the top about, yeah, different COVID information and, you know, not to believe everything you see. And, yeah, I think all social media platforms should be doing that. I think it's their obligation to do it for their users. Yeah, it's you want to make sure that that people are not ending up in a situation where they're making big life decisions based on, on misinformation. Yeah. And I guess that leads nicely into the fact that, yes, social media is an excellent tool. It's still not the be-all and end-all of marketing we've obviously talked about it a lot today and it is a big part of what we do but you've got to have breadth because a not everyone's on social media but b you give yourself way more credibility being able to link elsewhere to further information social media both personally and professionally it's you know people say it's the highlight reel it's also just a very small snippet of content um everything's going to be cut down watered down put in its simplest most um engaging form and that's not necessarily giving you the best clearest information so it's it's better to have that breadth and be able to link people to further information elsewhere so that's where having your website up to date having google my business up to date having a blog an article blog is one of the best things you can do to provide more long form information to people link to other reliable and credible sources of information. I think that's even email marketing as well. hundred percent. Yeah. That's still a way email marketing is still a way that you can communicate directly and instantly with your audience. You know, most people have email on their phone now. It's, it's not like back in the day where people would maybe check their email inbox once a week. People are checking it all the time. They're standing at the train station, checking it on the way to work, waiting in line at the coffee shop. 
there is definitely other ways to communicate with your audience and you should do that because like we said before, depending on your audience, not everyone's on social media, not everyone is comfortable searching for information on social media and industry dependent as well. People don't look for tax advice on social media. Um, So that's where you've got to lead people to the right, the right area. You've got to be there, have a presence, um, show a little bit more of the business's brand and personality, but credibility still definitely comes from some of those more traditional um, media, uh, digital media forms of uh, social media. And even, you know, we, we've done it recently, the old school flyer drop still yes, works. We treat. Have, yes, <laughs> and especially for us, we have an older audience. We don't have a lot of young people following our brand and as clients as well. So we need to still use traditional marketing and other digital, um, you know, means to get their attention and engage them as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I think where, where do you see like your role developing? I know it's a big, um, social media is a big part of what you do in particular. Um, we do a lot of different marketing methods at Aintree Group, but you are a hundred percent my go-to person whenever I need something (laughs) social media related. Um, how do you see that evolving over time? Is it just adding more platforms as we go or yeah. How how do you think the industry is going to go? It's a very tough one because it changes almost every month. You never know what's going to happen. And especially with AI now and chat GPT and, you know, people saying our jobs are going to get taken over. You know, we don't have to write captions anymore. We don't have to make content. But I think we're we're good for the next few years at least, but we'll see how it goes. And yeah, just we always have to be adaptable to different platforms and different trends and different types of content as well. Yeah, that's true. How, how did we get through without discussing AI and, yes. <laughs> um, and that element? I mean, obviously, privacy, AI, huge um, topical issue at the moment. Um, I will let people way more qualified than me discuss and debate yes. that one. Um, but obviously, people need to be really cognizant of, of using um, particularly their image through AI. I know I've heard some horror stories about people using the AI filters on TikTok, and it means that they're selling your image to to companies to to use in their own advertising. Um, I think it's really interesting, the AI discussion. It's cutting across multiple industries. It's definitely not just ours. I think there's still, this may be a little old school, there's still something to say for like the human element though. I think you can definitely tell... Um, when something is AI generated, there's always something you've got to tweak. Yep. It's it's not quite right. And I did try it once on Hootsuite and you, you can definitely tell it's very promotional, very like, you know, not robotic, but it's, yeah, you can definitely tell it wasn't from a person. Well, that's true as well. Each, it's really important. The point of having social media is to demonstrate the voice of your business and, and have a, a unique, authentic brand voice. And that comes from creating that as a team and as a business and from working there and getting to know the kind of language that we use. And yes, you can plug all of that into an AI bot and have it spit something out, but then it's not that authentic brand voice and it's not going to come across as that authentic brand voice. And if everyone's using it, then everyone's content is going to be exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where you don't stand out, which is absolutely not what you want. So before we wrap up, what are what are your tips for people professionally, personally using social media? What what do you think is a key takeaway for anyone who's looking into using it more and just needs a little bit of advice? I think mostly for small businesses is just to try it out, just get the platforms, put the effort in and that you definitely don't have to spend a lot of money to start and just post consistently, post a variety of content and have a lot of patience because it doesn't always convert straight away. So yeah, I think 
just try it out and have a go. I think that's important, the patience. People, like I said before, have we gone viral yet? People, it is instant. Social media is instant. Everyone wants results instantly as well. And yes, you can pay for followers, but that's not actually reaching the people you want it to reach. Organic, slow, genuine growth is 100% the way to go. And you only do that, like you said, by posting consistently, posting a variety of content and check your analytics, see what's doing well, um, play around with posting at different types of uh, times of day on different platforms. You'll find that for your business, it might be slightly different to what the norm is. Um, And I know that it's just about patience, trial and error. Um, Like you said, just give it a go and check your analytics regularly, adjust accordingly, but be authentic, be consistent um, and don't pay for followers because that's not actually going to generate real leads for your business if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Well, this has been a really good discussion about social media. I think it's a good starting point. We could definitely talk for hours more on this and stay tuned because there will probably be a part two. But hopefully it's been helpful. There's been some important takeaways and you can apply some of the things we've said to your business if you're looking to start engaging with an audience on social media professionally, but also if you're curious about social media in general and personal use and how it's changing and continues to change, uh, hopefully it's been interesting to find out a little bit more about it. So thank you for tuning in to Plank Reap.